stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, 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 it's showtime. Welcome to episode 165 of the Brave Maker Podcast and live show. My name is Tony Gaffastone. I'm a filmmaker. I write and direct films. I also act and I'm live right now in Redwood City, California, which is Northern California near San Francisco. I'm a Caucasian man, pronouns he, him, his, brown hair, wearing black glasses and a black V-neck shirt today in my uh, studio with some lots of colors happening today. I'm always with my friend, collaborator, actor, producer, uh, all around creative person, Check this out today. Those of you who are watching live or on the replay, Christina Ray Jackson. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Hey, everyone. I'm happy to be back. I'm Christina Ray Jackson, also out here in Northern California, coming to you from my Dublin, California studio. And uh, my pronouns are he, she, I am gay, and I am an African-American woman. And I rock a lot of cosplay. You can check that out on Instagram at hashtag KRayCosplay. Today's mashup is Mama Imelda from Coco and Venom. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I've got some wild black uh, curly hair with some gray streaks. And I've painted my face kind of like a skeleton, the purple glitter lip. And I'm excited for today's show, Tony. It's good to be back. This is our first show for October. October, <laughs> which I'm really feeling jealous that I didn't dress up. So I'm going to be incentivized next week to come in costume to yes. get ready for our Halloween That's right. party extravaganza on October 28th in Redwood City here 2022. It's our second annual Halloween party in the San Mateo History Museum, which we're really excited yeah. about. So go to breakmaker.com if you want to be a part of that. We are super stoked with an open bar, uh, live That's music right. by RBYN, a screening room with horror short films dancing all that kind of stuff absolutely heck yeah yeah all i'm right. gonna be streaming my uh short film so go to event oh, right. maker get your tickets come check out our horror films come party with us it's, it's gonna be a really good time with that, uh, before we bring in our live guest, the other Tony, which I'm really stoked <laughs> to have him on the show, uh, how have you been braving your way this week, Christina Ray Jackson? What's one thing you did? I, so Tony and I are actors and filmmakers and creatives, and there's always lines to get cold as an actor. So I, I have a couple of scripts I'm working on getting cold. So that's how I braved my way this week. I'm diving into these scripts, getting my lines icy. For the November 5th show of It's Queer with the other Tony. More on that to come. <laughs> I started a rewrite. So I uh, did a feature film, wrote a feature film called The Thorns We Live With, which was the first one of the first films I wrote before I did my other feature called Last Chance Charlene. And so last night I dug it out and I spent like a half an hour just going through it and doing some rewriting, which I want to shout out to Nadine Crocker, friend and filmmaker, alum of the Brave Maker Film Fest. She's currently scouting her next feature in Kentucky, but she did a read through for me. And then we met on Zoom and she gave me notes and I took some awesome. of them to heart and I went through and I just did a rewrite. So that was fun to kind of freshen that up. So. 
keep going after your goals, everybody. It just takes one thing at a time. If you just did one thing a week, you would inch slowly closer to achieving all those things you're going after. Let us know how you're doing on your stuff. You can always find us on the socials. Christine and I are very accessible. We are building Brave Maker to be a very intentional, creative entity mm -hmm. in the Bay Area. We want to help you make your stuff. So how are you braving your way? Let us know. Yeah. All right, Christina, tell us who's on the show today. Today we have Tony Taylor, writer, creator of It's Queer, a Mighty Real Sketch Show. Welcome to the show, Tony. The Hello. other Tony. Right. It's, it's so cool to be here. Hello. Tony Hi, Taylor. Christina. AKA hey. the other Tony on Instagram, which I, I love that that yeah. was your, your handle. I kind of want to refer to myself as the other, other Tony today, but why don't you go ahead and do your intros for our friends who are watching live or on the replay as well as who will listen on the audio version on the podcast. For sure. Thank you guys so much for having me again. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to be in the space. Um, I am Tony. Uh, the other Tony, which is uh, an easy way to find me on the socials. Um, I am uh, here uh, in my apartment or my apartment in my house, <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter in my dwelling space um, in Philadelphia. Um, and uh, I am from the Bay Area, uh, born and raised in California, but um, this, I made a pandemic decision with my partner. So we are now living in Philadelphia, uh, this beautiful teal blue paint on the walls, um, which is a favorite color of both of ours. We brought this paint color with us from Oakland. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm wearing a, a pink hoodie with these beautiful rainbow stripes and these kissing people, um, glasses, uh, a teal hat, and um, yeah, that's that's an overview very quickly. Cool. <laughs> he him looking stylish, looking stylish, yeah, looking stylish, and East Coast. That's amazing. That. I, I had no idea about that, so I'm looking forward to to digging in. But Christina always gets to start with the origin question. Yeah, and fun fact: Tony and I both spend time in Stockton. I was actually born right outside of Philly, and then we just met what a month ago, Tony, at our first live uh table read at manny's so this is a very cool connection so i'm a huge comic book fan and we're storytellers and we love stories so tony please share with us your origin story where were you born and raised and how has your journey uniquely prepared you for the work you're doing today Ooh, my journey and how it has uniquely prepared me for the work i'm doing so it's interesting um so christina and i but well you know having the stockton the philadelphia <laughs> connection you know, I was born and raised in Stockton. I was there until I was 11 years old. Uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles and in Stockton, you know, it's, it's Christina, you know, you all, anyone from Bay Area can probably attest to this. Like it's a big little city. Yeah. So, you know, the mentality was, it can be, and it, for me, it felt a bit small. So moving to Los Angeles as an 11 year old, feeling a little like um, different than uh, the, the other boys around me. Uh, moving to Los Angeles really opened my eyes. So I think, um, you know, and from there I moved to San Francisco just for college and I stayed there. So that is the beginning of my origin story. And I think that, you know, those three steps, Stockton, Los Angeles to, oh my God, San Francisco, where you have the Folsom Street Fair, you know, the, those, th <laughs> that absolutely, shaped every aspect I think of, of the work that I'm doing today and just the reason that I create it's queer just you know the work is, is to center you know black and brown folks who are queer who may not you know have seen themselves 
in the media growing up. Mm-hmm. So that was really the, you know, the seed for, for what has become all of the other work that we do. Um, but yeah, that was a long-winded answer. I hope believe, that, was, that answered it. Believe us, that was not half as long-winded as it yeah. could have been. So thank you. That was great. Yeah. Uh, so r- real quick uh, note for the uninformed listeners, San Francisco's Folsom Street Fair. Look is, it up. Is, is what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're sorry, you're asking me. I thought yeah. that was for other people. Oh my gosh, well, the Folsom Street Fair. What's really funny about that is I happened to move to San Francisco that weekend. So I'm in the U-Haul truck with my mom and my stepdad and, you know, my shit's all in the back. Can I, can we use profanity? I don't know. My stuff's in the back. And, you know, this guy goes across the street with his ass out of his Mm-hmm. pants and I very standard just, attire I could <laughs> totally now but at, you know at, at 20 years old I could not have felt smaller I, <laughs> I yeah I was just like you know please don't turn the truck around and take me back home basically <laughs> with what I was thinking so the Folsom Street Fair is basically a kind of an all-out um NSFW if you will street festival where <laughs> anything oh. goes you can have any kind of of uh, adult fun you want. Uh, that's that's the best way to put it. I always thought what not not what for work. Not, not safe for work. Safe and for that's work. right. And it's not. actually people from all over the world meeting up in San Francisco to live out their adult fantasies right out there on to the To put street. out their butt cheeks. Uh, lovely, wonderful. <laughs> You're like, you mom, <laughs> mom, um, this is this is fine. Don't worry. Was mom like hooting and hollering about that? Or did mom feel a little bit like, where am I dropping you off? It was pen drop silence because we were mm-hmm. all seeing this for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's quite a different experience than my first time in San Francisco, which doesn't apply to this podcast at all. But I remember coming from Illinois thinking I'm in California. I came in June and I was in a t-shirt and shorts and everybody else had beanies and sweatshirts. And I even saw a person with a scarf in June. I'm like, I thought yeah. it was in California. <laughs> San Francisco is quite yep. the place. Uh, so anyway, Tony Taylor, you founded It's Queer. Uh, tell us about this Uh, on your uh, website and on your Insta, it says highlighting black and brown queers, transgender and non-binary babes of all vibrant stripes. And it's a community organization. So do you, tell us what you do, but I know you're specifically doing a sketch show in a month. So what all does It's Queer Encompass? Wow, right now it's it's 100% Mighty Real, uh, which is the sketch variety show that we are focused on. Um, and so ultimately what it's clear does, it creates, you know, spaces for black and brown folks and our allies to come together and really enjoy ourselves, have a good time. Uh, it started with conversation salons and we were, this, I love the, who's doing the slides? This is awesome. <laughs> y'all, y'all got some really great technology here. Uh, so we started, um, with conversations along really talking about what's missing from the community and what what ways can we engage one another outside of the bars because mm-hmm. i felt like so much of, of i mean my experience and what i felt was readily available to me was you know drinking with my friends in the bar and that's totally fine i do that's a great time don't get me wrong um but i wanted to create spaces that that you know were more than that and so that's that's how it all started and, and so that's a bit of what we do but specifically uh we have a book club we have um 
gosh, I should have prepared for this. We have a book club. We've done film <laughs> screenings. screenings. Um, I mentioned the conversation salons. Um, we have this annual event for Mighty Real. Um, and yeah, this scrolling is super helpful because it's like jogging my memory. Um, but yeah, we, you know, wh whatever we can kind of come up with to engage the community, that's what we do. And I think most recently before Mighty Real, we had a virtual poetry reading, which was really, really phenomenal, featuring six uh, Bay Area queer poets from the Bay Area. And that was really, really exciting. So uh, for those yeah, so who... that's, that's what we yeah. do. <laughs> I'm curious, for those who aren't familiar with conversation salons, paint a picture for us. What is the vibe for these events? Yeah, so we have our snacks and our, you know, our little refreshments and we sit around and, you know, I, I will have some questions prepared in advance, maybe some conversation topics. And, um, but ultimately it's an open conversation. Um, and, and, based on whatever the icebreaker question may be, that will take us in a certain direction that we weren't intended intending to go. So the rest of the, you know, hour and a half to two hour session will will navigate from there. But really it's it's a way for us to get together in a safe space and and chat about what's going on in our lives. A bit like what we're doing here, you know, with, with mm -hmm. this brave maker space and, and just really, you know, in, in some ways being being very vulnerable and just, you know, feeling in community with one another. Uh, so that's ultimately uh, what we would do in that space. Tony, and share resources, of course. You come off as, and you, I think you say, you use the word moderator. I believe, I think I saw on your, on your social, like you moderate. Uh, you're our community organization. I love that. I'm, I'm drawn to people who are leading and gather, you're a gatherer or maybe a shepherd of, of people. Do you gravitate toward one particular creative expression or like, are you, you know, acting, directing, are you doing it all? Talk about like how you enter the space and if you're kind of a jack of all trades or if there's one thing like you really love doing you personally, I'd love to hear more about that. Sure. It, it really is, is like an initiative thing because it's like if you if you want to see it, then you have to uh -huh. be the one to create it. And so a lot of times that is what where the work comes from. And then, you know, we we bring in whoever else is, you know, the most talented person to, to be a part of the experience. And, you know, in this instance, you know, with, with our current project, that's you know, how Christine and Jackson comes into the mix because, you know, we really needed local, we, not needed, but really hoped to find and, and we're lucky enough to find um, very talented Bay Area local people who um, are excited about the work that we're doing and excited about this current project uh, with the Sketch Variety Show. Tony, if you could share a little bit about the Sketch Variety Show, what can audiences expect uh, from this upcoming show in November? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, it's a variety show. So the, the goal is for it to be a little bit of everything, but um, mm -hmm. ultimately it's a comedy show. We have some really, yeah. really fantastic sketches and, and Christina, you can share a little bit about this as well, but they, these sketches run the gamut from, from fat phobia to, um, um, you know, uh, sex with ghosts. There's a term for that, which I'm <laughs> forgetting right now. Um, but there's that theme comes up a couple of times. Um, we also have a really fun um, uh, pride pride sketch, which which pokes fun at, at allyship and, and the Black Lives Matter movement. So, uh, yeah, we, I think we do a really great job of hitting on some very relevant topics, very timely topics, but of course, poking fun at them, which is what comedy is. 
or should be. Yeah. So no, November 5th, it's a Saturday. It's at the Piano Fight, which I love the Piano Fight. I was just there a month ago for the Bay Area Film Mixer. They've got a great bar. They've got this really great honey bourbon drink, by the way, that I love. <laughs> uh, so people buy tickets. They can go to It's Queer, and we'll make sure that is in the, the chat. So if you're watching live or on the replay, we'll also make sure it's in the, the show notes. If you're listening to this on the audio, it's ITS. QWERE.com. Uh, this is episode 165. We're with Tony Taylor, who's the moderator, the shepherd, the instigator of creativity. Yeah, uh, that is that. going to be facilitating this sketch show called The Mighty Real in San Francisco Piano Fight. But I'm curious. So you're in you're in Philadelphia <laughs> and you've yeah. got these people like Christina's in the Bay Area. How are you facilitating this? <laughs> How is this happening? I don't know, Christina, how are we facilitating this? Are we doing an okay job? We're doing a great job. Uh, Tony flew out to Manny's in San Francisco, and we did an in-person uh, table read, so that was really wonderful. And then the rest have been via Zoom. Uh, thank God for Zoom, and that's been working out really well. And so the writers and all the actors have got to spend time together and get to get familiar with one another so that we could all mesh. And then we will meet in person for one rehearsal wow. one day, November 4th. So this is going to be kind of a wild show. I've never been a part of a production like this. The last time I was on stage, we were in rehearsal in person for months and months. So this feels very wild, like kind of improv. Um, although we do have, you know, we have scripts and we're learning our lines. So it won't be too off the cuff, but it's definitely going to be a wild experience. Definitely for me. This is your third show. Can you talk about the first Mighty Real Sketch show what did you learn? What went amazing? What would you do differently? Yes, to all. Uh, <laughs> see, so that's that's what's funny about with the increasing popularity of this annual event is I think there's a misconception that it's been a sketch variety show each time. And the very first Mighty Reel was a live music event. So three musicians were in Los Angeles, West Hollywood, at the Peppermint Club. And it's a beautiful uh, retro venue. And uh, we had, you know, th these wonderful uh, singers who performed for us. And it was a great, great time. And so um, I learned a lot from that one experience. Uh, and the first thing that I learned was um, to do it in the Bay Area, because that is where most of my network is. Mm -hmm. uh, being from Los Angeles, um, it just it didn't work out. So I, I, I brought it home. And so it's been in the Bay Area ever since. Um, and the second year around, I know you didn't ask about all the different years, but uh, I just want to share that it's, you know, that it's not a sketch variety, sh variety show. This is their first time doing that. Um, the second year was a comedy show, which was just stand-up comedy. Hey, you guys, can you come to Piano Fight again? Uh, the first time we were at that venue, can you come to Piano Fight, you know, the first week weekend of November and, and do the sketch variety show? So we had about six uh, queer comics who came Threw down, it was hilarious and amazing night. And that was when I said, okay, we have something here. It was two years in a row. The second year was a great success. It's at home. Uh, we partnered with Compton's Transgender Cultural District for that one. And it was just, it was such a great night. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. So uh, we didn't do anything like most people in 2020, but 2021, uh, we were really in our book club uh, vibe. And so we got a bunch of authors together and we had authors in conversation. And so that was our third Mighty Reel. Um, 
And so now here we are at our fourth endeavor. It's the most ambitious. Uh, it's scripted. <laughs> we've got actors. We've got singers. We've got a poet. We've got, mm -hmm. you know, a wardrobe person. We have, like, TV appearances. Like, there's, there's shit going on, you know? And so it feels really, really good, you know, in our now fourth year to, um, to have a little bit of traction. It's really nice. I applaud just the... the like the way that you're taking initiative and like you said earlier you know if you want to see something happen you have to create it i feel the same way about making films and starting brave maker and but that's hard it's hard in you know this we're still in the pandemic but this pandemic post-pandemic space when getting people to come to a enclosed theater type area is challenging so uh, i'm just wondering what are the challenges that you're finding you know you're you're rehearsing people on Zoom, you're trying to fill uh, a space. I know you're working with Gardenia, who's doing publicity. So you've got expenses. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Because sometimes we, you know, we have these these conversations and everything seems like everything's working out great. But we know behind the scenes, it's a, it's chaos. <laughs> uh, how are you? How are you navigating that? What are some of the obstacles? What are you learning through failure? Anything you can share in that way? Um... You know, it's funny. I, I I will try to share what I can. I, I'm not really one to to play my cards uh, in advance, um, but I will say the challenges are absolutely getting that buy-in early on. I think you have to be very persistent. And so we've been promoting this show since July, and we're finally getting you know um, interest from from those media partners that we've been reaching out to um, for weeks. And you know, I'm. I'm a trained journalist. I did local journalism at the local level in San Francisco for, you know, like six years. So I know a lot of these people. And it's really interesting to um, come up against like either no response or mm -hmm. mostly no response. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, again, it's that persistence. It's like circling back again because it's like, I don't think it's a lack of interest. I think, you know, people are just at capacity or whatever. They've got their heads down on whatever they're doing for their job. And, and so I think people will help where and when they can. And so we've been very lucky. Um, that we've, you know, we've got a few hits. Um, but, you know, I think that's been one of the obstacles or challenges. I thought, oh, my God, this is such a great idea. It's going to be a slam dunk. Everyone that we tell about this show, they're going to be eating it up. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a slower build. But I think, you know, we have some plans to um, extend the show and, and do a couple of more um, performances possibly next year. So I think with this beta performance, uh, that will determine so much more for 2023. Mm-hmm. And speaking of 2023, something that really drew me to Tony's work is the sobriety element. I will be celebrating 100 days sober, October 18th. So talk a little bit more about your book club and the other sober events that you have. How can people, listeners, viewers, join your book club? What kind of books and selections do you have? What do you guys jump into? Well, it's all available at itsqueer.com, which we've mentioned before. And um, so the book club is is by bi monthly um it, it was more regular before we took on mighty real honestly um but and also it was a great pandemic um i was gonna say pandemic purchase but it was just you know something to keep us occupied during the pandemic and i think now that things have opened back up the book club has become a bit more irregular but ultimately we've read some really fantastic books by um you know queer authors uh, 
Disabled, uh, we read Disability Visibility, which was one of my favorite books during the book club uh, run. We had Alice Wong, who was the editor. She joined us. Uh, we Tony. also, uh, one of them was Junior, who was the author of The Prophet. Uh, yeah. We lost you for oh, a second. Okay. You're back. Uh, you're author, back. You're the, back. The Prophet, sure. So you know we read we read all, we run the gamut and and really we again like most of its queers work we focus on that cutie pop lens queer trans folks of color and um, and we're coming back uh, in January with uh, Parable of the Talent by Octavia Butler so that one is we started it um, earlier this year my time is just it's all a blur earlier this year and we and and like half of the club just said. This is too heavy. Uh, it's too um, close to home. I don't know how much of, of Octavia's work you read, but we read Parable of the Sower, um, you know, mid-pandemic, and it was just so spot on uh, uh -huh. that the conversation, the discussion about the book was just very passionate and emotional. So when it came, when I, I said, oh my gosh, there's so much enthusiasm and passion around this book, let's read the sequel. Uh, mm -hmm. the next month and and just the people were like i'm burnt out like i can't do this book <laughs> back mm -hmm. to back wow. two months in a row so but we but i do want to just pick up that fire and and also finish that circle so we are going to start with that um when we pick the book club back up in winter tony taylor can i ask you about your work with actors and creatives and you know, you talked earlier about being persistent when you're going after you know, the partners or the press or trying to find, you know, the things you need to put on these shows. But what are the things you are learning from working with fellow creatives that could be inspirational and or a learning tool for those of us listening and watching? Because we're all out here trying to go after our things, you know, trying to get our creative goals. What are some things you're learning that would be inspiring for others to keep going? Because many of us want to quit. It's hard. <laughs> Yeah, it is hard. Um, that's that's true. Well, it's not, I guess hard is for me. It's not necessarily hard. It's just it's a lot of work, mm -hmm. and so luckily something I enjoy because when it's like the nine to five hard, like give me work, I don't want to do that. And that to me feels like eh, you know kind of grouchy about it. But um, with with the, it's queer work, and you know with this sketch variety show in particular, and you know. Um, shepherding a group of actors and, and before that during the summer we were in a very intensive writers boot camp i'll call it where you know we were trying to get these sketches together in like five weeks so you know it's all been very aggressive and um i think the i want you to repeat your question in a moment tony but i, I want to say that like i think that with the right you know with the passionate people and with the right folks around, like it kind of fuels itself. And I, you know, we haven't gotten to that one magical rehearsal yet where it's, you know, like all hands on deck and everyone better be fucking ready. But like, you know, like everything is going to work out. And that's just the magic of people who all want the same thing and you're all working mm -hmm. together. Um, so I think that is what keeps me going. And that is, um, you know, that, that's my fuel. It's like, I know that, uh, other people are interested in this. I think if I were like writing my own thing and I had no idea what other people were going to think of it, that would be a different feeling inside of me. But it's been so collaborative along the way. It's been a you know group of writers now we're with a group of actors, and all along the way, we're sharing our opinions and we're giving feedback. And even at our virtual rehearsal, Christina was like, "Hey, I don't think this is going to work for me." 
<laughs> you know, like there was a moment where, you know, she had to say, you know, I think that, you know, this idea that we're going for, I can't pull that off. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was I a naked towel that. moment or something. Yeah. <laughs> I said no one would be naked, but you're right. It was it was definitely uh, one. It was one of those scenes where, you know, it was like, are we towing the line? I love to tow the line, but have we gone too far? And, mm -hmm. and you know, luckily it was one of those people who said yes. Yes, you have gone a little too far. And I think that's so important to have people around who are going to yeah. be honest. Well, let's let's talk about that. You know, we had uh, Jean Franz Blau on a few weeks ago. She's the intimacy coordinator for uh, a film like Blonde that was just out, hugely controversial film about the life fictional uh, rendition of the life of Marilyn Monroe. And she had to deal with a lot of on set. Uh, um, what's the word she used, Christina? It was uh, fictionalized sex. Not it was simulated, simulated yeah. sex, right? And as performers, uh, we often get put in the situation. So I love hearing this, like that there's this give and take in this conversation. Uh, can we, can you talk a little bit more about that? My, my original question is what, yeah, what does keep you going? What are some things you can share for people who want to give up? I my, my, myself, I'm hearing you say it's really the people too that you're choosing mm -hmm. to put around because it's, it, it feels lonely at times when you're pushing, you know, the Sisyphus boulder up a hill and nobody else seems to be as passionate about it as you. I, I feel often I can tell there are people who just are not in it as much as I am, and that's not a good crew to have around you. So, yeah, the idea of making sure your collaborators are in it to win it with you is a good sign, a good green flag to keep going. But, yeah, anything else that helps you keep going? It sounds like you also created a safe space for your collaborators to surface when something doesn't feel right or to really collaborate, right? That, that seems like a reciprocal type of collaborative relationship which seems cool absolutely from the beginning i shared with everyone you know we're we are this is uh, not a potluck <laughs> we are making a meal together and that's been the analogy that i've used with the writers that's what i've shared with the the actors as well and everyone else who's involved like we are all working together. yes we're bringing our own ingredients as our own talents and our own selves but then we're bringing all that shit and then we're going to sit together in this kitchen and we're going to mix and stir and bake together and then we're going to serve that fucking cake and it's going to be delicious yes or it's, it's a whole meal it's not just a cake <laughs> christina can you share any more about that situation i think that's really you know we we yeah. talk about that nitty-gritty stuff that's good I, oh christina yeah christina's gonna give you the nitty-gritty uh no spoilers i am not certain um tony has attracted some really amazing writers is what i'll say and there's some really um so what's the word provocative material and i love it because he's pushing me outside my comfort zone i had to take a beat and i'm reading the sketch and i'm like okay i'm really uncomfortable but what part of this is making me uncomfortable and this is as someone who has been to Folsom street fair more than once Mm -hmm. I won't tell you what I was wearing, <laughs> I, you know, so, so I, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the material. It's very provocative, but also he has created a space where I did feel comfortable saying, Hey, you know what? I'm a wild person, but I don't feel comfortable doing this. How, what is your vision for pulling this off? Mm -hmm. Because the way that I'm reading it and interpreting it, I don't feel comfortable, but you talk to me and everyone, all the actors, all the writers, chime in and they give their opinion about how they see the scene going how it could go there's some you know different options so i love that part it does feel like we're all chefs in the kitchen and we're cooking up much more than a cake 
Um, so that's exciting about this process. Um, what was the other part of the question? Well, I just think you're, you know, you being able to share, I was wondering how, how you got there and what was the, um, yeah, what was the, you know, you can't probably spoil it, but, uh, what was the compromise? Is it, do you, oh, are you at a place? Compromise. Is it still being worked out? Did you find the happy medium or what was going on? Um, I, I will say this, there was a compromise. We did find a happy medium and no one will be nude. So there. <laughs> Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Dude, I was just about to click ticket purchase. But oh, I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Talk to us about it's what people can It's not that kind of show, Tony. Talk to <laughs> us about, okay, so there's no nudity, but there's going to be some very meaty topics, some fun, yeah. some sketches, some improv. Uh, so it starts at 7.30. This is at Piano Fight in the Tenderloin of San Francisco. Very cool spot. Very cool bar. Uh, what can people expect? They show up at 7.30. Uh, how long is it? Give us a picture of what that night's going to look like on November 5th. They definitely want to show up probably like around 7, I would say. Ooh, because okay. if they show up at 7.30, then they're going to miss the very beginning, right? Because every good show starts on time. So... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm teasing. Our show will probably start late. For sure, it'll start late. But um, <laughs> uh, what are they going to, what can they expect? I think, so we're, it's at Piano Fight, so they have, you know, a, a very, you know, delicious food menu. They have drinks there. Um, you know, we're in, we're in the main space, uh, the larger theater. I think it's like 90 seats, which is really cute because it's intimate enough that you can, you know, cozy up with everyone. Um, we are going to be requiring masks. Just, you know, from okay. a safety perspective. Um, and um, yeah, you're going to get in that space. And, and, you know, without giving anything away, it's, 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 you asked about what to expect during the show, right? I mean, um, I will say, okay, so we have this really fun uh, uh, parody song that we're doing uh, based on Gwen Stefani's Holla Back Girl. Okay. We all remember that song, right? From, uh -huh. from 2004, I think it was. And I love that no song. No holla back, girl. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, you get it. It's, it's, it's a classic and we all love it. And, you know, I think um, over the years, we've all just, you know, looked back on certain things from the past and realized that they might be a little bit problematic here and there. And, and so we're really kind of be poking fun at, I think, um, just the overall cultural appropriation vibe that Gwen Stefani took on with, with, you know, that whole era of, of Harajuku girl and all of that. So, mm. uh, we have, um, uh, a play on, on, on Hollaback Girl. And we also, um, have remade Mighty Real by Sylvester. Um, cool. so that'll be really fun as well. We'll do a, a number with that. Um, so those are the musical numbers and, you know, the sketches, as we already know, and, and, and a little bit of variety, which we cannot spoil because then, yeah. you know. So go to It's Queer, I-T-S-Q-W-E-R-E.com, get your tickets. And if you need a little bit more of, you know, inspiration or incentive, it's likened to like a Saturday Night Live or an In Living Color, right? You're going to go, you're going to see music, you're going to see sketches, acting, uh, people acting a fool, uh, having a good time. And then a lot of creatives in the Bay Area. This is another thing we're passionate about in the Bay Area here with Brave Maker. Meet people. You know, Christina as an actor and singer in the Bay Area, you know, there's going to be other people there 
that you can meet and you just never know. Like you might run into somebody who's going to be in your next film or that you're working alongside. You've got some really cool Carlina Covington, uh, Daryl Wilson, uh, Hillary Cruz Mija, Dana James, Ashley J, all these cool people uh, that are um, talented, uh, black and brown, as you call them, uh, creative babes, uh, uh, queer babes in the Bay Area. Super cool. I love that you're doing doing this, Tony. The other Tony Taylor, thank you so much for uh, highlighting all these cool creative people and doing something unique. We need this. People need yes. this. Absolutely. And then we'll have a little, uh, you know, DJ set after the show. So like you said, people can mix and mingle. Cool. So that'll be our after party there in the main space of, you know, in the, the, the bar cabaret area, piano fight. So Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you can't make it to the show, but you want to be a part of the energy, then I guess you could, you know, roll through and have some chicken wings or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, listen to the DJ and, and mix and mingle and, yeah, meet some yeah, people because it's, it's going to be so fun mm-hmm. and, and it'll be really fun to just be taking selfies and snapping photos and really just being able to let our hair down after all the hard yeah. work that we will have done at that point. So I'm really, looking, I'm really looking forward to that moment where we have all just done the work and we can enjoy ourselves <laughs> and tony what's what's next for you after the show once we've done all the work and we've got our standing ovation what's next for you what are you excited about next standing ovation i love that <laughs> uh what is next after that i mean there's just well like i said we're going to be working on the encore performances so yes planning you know planning that 2023 segment i'm speaking it into existence that the show will be a success and so absolutely you know we have to kind of plan a little bit in advance so at least figuring out that first segment because i would love to take it to a few key markets that i think really deserve this show and really would be hungry for this kind of material and content so you know just figuring out what what how that can work logistically um you know we don't have you know our our it takes resources. So that is something that we definitely have to be realistic about um, with our planning. But, you know, I'm one of the, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in going, going, going until you cannot. So, um, yeah. you know, until you hear no, just keep going. And even when you That's do hear no, just keep motto. going. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, keep going. We're in community here. And I also hear you saying like, we need you need people to support it's queer and mighty real this is how people can move their projects forward so if this is a a project uh you feel like you want to get behind know that you're buying tickets help this grow and support uh creative people and i think this is another important thing if you are passionate about representation and diversity in entertainment Y'all need to support it. <laughs> you do. You want to see these things, you know, continue. You want to see people that aren't normally included in these spaces included. Then we have to put our money where our mouth is. So, uh, thanks, Tony, for being a part of this. Yeah. And Christina, I'm super stoked and proud of you for doing this. I have a shoot that day, and I'm I'm gonna be finished by sundown because we can't shoot past sundown. So I'm gonna be planning to come. So there you go. Uh, be on your A game. Y'all, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, episode 165 is not quite over yet. We're almost um, uh, done. But before we do that, we got to get to one of our favorite times of the show. Brave faves. TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. 
brave faves. My brave fave today was shared with me by my lovely partner. And uh, every day I wake up to a meditation. And this meditation, it's six minutes. So if you don't normally do a meditation, this is kind of a beginner's meditation. It's a great place to jump in and start. It is called uh, Grand Rising Rampage. You can find it on YouTube. And it is by Dreamwise. He's a metaphysician and spiritual motivator, and he has found a way to make a spiritual practice practical for your everyday life. So definitely head over to YouTube and check it out. You can uh, type in Grand Rising Rampage. Again, it's just six minutes. It'll set you off your day right. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, it's it's actually it's one of my favorites, and it's it'll make you laugh. It's not too heavy. It's not serious. I don't know, Tony, if you've if you've done this one before. I have not. No. Oh my gosh, I'm you guys are good. This graphic. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. So again, six minutes. Jump in. Start your day off right. Uh, I really enjoy this meditation. And oh what about God. you, Tony? Uh, Grand rising Grand rampage. Grand rising That's rampage. Fun. Yes. All right. So I'll I'll go. My brave fave this week is a Netflix movie called A Jazz Man's Blues, and we kind of have a fun connection to this. That one of the stars of this it's a Tyler Perry movie, y'all. And wow. I was super impressed with A Jazz Man's Blues, particularly. Uh, the acting is great. It's not your typical Tyler Perry movie. And I say that with no any kind of like bias or anything, but it's just not like what you expect. And Austin Scott, who is a friend of the show, he was on episode 23 of the Brave Maker podcast. I met him when he was in Redwood City here performing in our Fox Theater. He was then in uh, Hamilton on Broadway. Then he was in, uh, I sent you to his show, Christina, yeah. for your birthday. Girl, girl from, from the North. Yeah, That's girl exciting. from North Country. He plays one of the main supporting roles, and he's fantastic in this film. So A Jazz Man's Blues Very cool. it is a really good film. I, I loved it. I, I love, uh, yeah, I just love where it went. It was really, really cool. What about you, Tony Taylor, the other Tony? <laughs> Can you guys break down this segment? Like, what exactly are we talking about? I'm it's sorry. your favorite <laughs> thing of the week. One thing, one week. thing that you are favoring this week mm -hmm. that you favorite. And it could be film, a book, it could be food. Oh, I wanted to share a food. I'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah, you know, I will share um, a book that I'm reading right now called A Visible Man um, mm -hmm. by Edward Innenfull. And he is the editor of British Vogue and all of the European Vogue uh, mag publications. And um, he is, you know, black gay man, the first, you know, black male to hold this role. And so he's really, you know, an inspiration, of course, for me. He's, you know, he has an immigrant's background, which um, is not my experience, but also, you know, very relatable one as well. So um, that's what I really have um, my nose in right now, these, these past couple of weeks. Do you say The Visible Man or A Visible Man? Is that the right book? It's A Visible Man. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. Well, stand by, Tony. Don't go away. We're so glad that you were with us uh, today. This has been a great conversation and really happy for you and what you're doing for Creatives in the Bay Area, but stand by. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching uh, live or on the replay. As you know, if you are a regular listener and watcher, we are a nonprofit. And if you're new to this show, I want to really encourage you to become a financial donor. It's all tax deductible. You can give any amount, $5, $10, $25, $100. We're wanting to raise money to continue doing this work, 
to continue doing our films. Uh, you know, the film that we had slated to star Christina uh, and Loretta Devine is being pushed to 2023, particularly because Loretta Devine had hip, uh, knee surgery, but also we need to raise the funds to, to do right. the film. So 300,000 is what we're looking for. And it starts with $5, it starts with $10, it starts with regular giving. You can do that at your phone, text the word Brave Maker to 44321. That's 44321 in your text and just put the word Brave Maker in there and you will get a link that comes right back to you so that you can give right from your phone. Again, it's all tax deductible and we would just so appreciate if you do it. Uh, we also are available to be um, on your Amazon purchases. If you go to smile.amazon.com, you can choose Brave Maker as your nonprofit of choice, and you can then become a giver every time you purchase through Amazon, which is super, super cool. So support us. We would love it. We appreciate it, and we need you to do it. Christina, what's coming up next week? We have Bay Area actor Brian Cohen will be joining us for the show next week. And we couldn't do this amazing show without our behind the scenes crew. So thank you so much to Amy Cohen out of Austin, Texas, our live show producer. Thank you to Carrie Alley, our social media manager out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And of course, Barnell Amos, our podcast editor, also out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sweet. And don't forget, we have our Halloween party coming yes. up on uh, Friday, October 28th. Tony Taylor, are you going to be in town October 20th? We would love for you to come. Oh my gosh, you know, you both are so great at putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no response. You know, I, you know what's funny is I, I will be in the area, of course, because the show is the following week. So uh, I, I plan to be in the, you know, in the Bay. For, then maybe for you need to get in your best yeah. Halloween costume, come out to this party, and then we can also promote its queer mighty real next week because you have a week to do that so that would be really really fun uh free right. your marketing Absolutely. right there for you but if you go to our website at bravemaker.com you can get a ticket if you're watching live or on the replay it's in the chat below uh we love doing this y'all this is so fun for us to have these kind of conversations with creators like tony if you have suggestions you can find us on the socials uh, again, Christine and I are uh, on there. I'm at Tony Gapasone. She's at Christina Ray Jackson. And we'd love to support you and encourage you however we can. But that's all we got. Tony, don't go away because we want a photo with you. But thanks, everybody. Uh, brave stories change the world. And you are the story. Bye, everybody. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org. Like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BraveMaker to 44321 or go to BraveMaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>